When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Right now, you can get 20% off your PFF subscription if you use the code PFF20. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, fantasy football rankings and projections, data and grades from the entire 2021 season and upcoming 2022 season, and much more. Support PFF and use promo code PFF20 for 20% off your PFF subscription. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you on this 49ers game day. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah, we're going to talk some Niners, of course, because we got a lot of stuff going on tonight. But this is our time once a week where I got the handsome devil next to me himself, Mr. Brian McFadden with Legit Football, where we're going to be dissecting, again, the broader view, as well as Niners content, the broader view of the NFC West. Brian, how are you doing today, my friend? Oh, John, I couldn't be better. I, I could be better if it was regular season football tonight, but preseason football, I'll take it. Every single day brings us one step closer to real, live, tangible football. I am pumped for the 2022 season. Oh, it's so close. We're just so getting close. closer and closer and closer, and I freaking love it. Preseason's here. 49ers are playing. And what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be assessing, almost like a progress report, who's having the best and who is having the worst preseason out of the NFC West as we constantly just gauge 
where these things fit because, again, the number one goal for every single team in the NFL, win your division. That is what it's about. So, Brian, let's start with you, my friend. How do we want to gauge this? How are we going to tackle this huge project? Yeah, so the way I looked at it is this is not a power rankings. This is not a roster dissection. This is We've done those in, in past right. episodes. This is more about with going into the preseason, where they stand now, are things looking a little better? Are they looking – it's almost like a progress report, like you said, John. So we want to kind of take a look at each of the four teams in the NFC West and judge how their training camp – and preseason has gone up until this point. Obviously, there's one more game left for everybody this weekend. Uh, so that's kind of where this exercise comes from. I like it. I like it. So we've started every single time with the, the bottom dwellers, the yeah. bird that doesn't even exist, the Seattle Seahawks. It's not even a real bird. Uh, let's start <laughs> with them. Uh, man, we got to start with this quote from Pete Carroll. Am I, am I wrong? Uh, he was asked about his quarterbacks and you know who's going to be started, and he said that they have – the problem of having two number one quarterbacks. Oh, if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, that's the old adage. Oh my god! Uh, I don't think either of these are number one quarterbacks. I think that is purely a a result of the, the decisions that Seattle has made, obviously with regards to Russell Wilson and not bringing on a veteran yet. Um, but yeah, I think that doesn't bode well for anybody. I think the fact that Geno Smith, who's already been in this offense. I get why they've said he's the first. Drew Locke has shown flashes, but he's so inconsistent. And now Pete Carroll's boasting about having two quarterbacks, and that's a good thing. No, it, it's like he, everything is so rosy to him, but it, it's usually uh, a little delusional in this case. Yeah, I think it is, man. That gum's getting to his brain. He needs to breathe a little bit between chomps. Now, okay, so let's walk through their preseason kind of training camp, all those things, some positives and some negatives so that we can yes. get to know this team. That's actually what I was going to say. How, what I did to really break down my mental rankings for these is I had a section for good and a section for bad. It's a little bit black and white. There's a lot of gray in the middle, but I just felt for this kind of exercise for, for the Niners faithful that watch and listen that, that this made the most sense. So let's start off with the positive. I'm a positive guy. I want to start off with the good. So some of the goods that have come out of Seattle so far, uh, their rookie O-line honestly has, has performed well. So you've got um, Cross in the first round, Lucas in the third round. They're not studs yet, but that was such a huge question mark. These are guys which you pretty much were drafting to be starters. They're already right. showing signs of, of, at least compared to some of the other rookie O-linemen in the league, uh, they're performing well. That's a good sign for Seattle. Uh, the fact that DK Metcalf signed, that's a good sign. You know, there were a lot of rumors. Well, he ended up getting traded. They obviously got rid of Russell, so the, the, there's already a precedent of getting rid of these star players. So the fact that DK Metcalf re-signed is a positive. Uh, and then really maybe the biggest positive is is Kobe Bryant, uh, the rookie defensive back who has been the, the runaway superstar in camp so far for Seattle. He's starting to get time with the ones. It, it, it could be a situation where he starts off as their third cornerback uh, and inserts himself as maybe one of those top two during the season. So those are the positives. Uh, those are the, the what Seattle can kind of walk away and say, okay, you know, we're, we're happy with those developments. Do you have, you want to throw in your goods and we can kind of get to the bad man. I think, I don't know. No news is kind of good news for Seattle. Yeah. Especially if you look at the division, right? You've got the whole Jimmy G Trey Lance thing. And you know, the Debo thing that was going on. Arizona's just a cluster curse. You word. know what? Yep. Um, <laughs> and then you've got, you know, the Rams who have suffered some injuries. We'll get to that. The Matt Stafford thing. Um, you know, just 
staying out of the spotlight, which Seattle's going to be doing for the next decade, I think it's important for them just to kind of just get through it, not hit the hot, like headlines. You don't want to be involved there. Um, just kind of get through it. Now, didn't Kenneth Walker, he suffered a little bit of a setback, didn't he, injury-wise? Well, so here's what it is. We, we talked, I think it was last week, about this hernia that he had. Not a sports hernia, there it just is. a hernia. He had a procedure. A lot of the initial, we're talking about Rosie talk from Pete Carroll, was that he was going to be ready for week one. But now Carroll is a little bit more uh, ambiguous with that. And because Carroll generally gives Rosie reviews of these kind of things the fact that he's not being rosy is a little that's a red flag to me saying that in my uh, interpretation walker's now not looking or not trending to being ready for the start of the season uh so you've got uh, rashad penny actually was just diagnosed with covid today so i actually had that in the, really I not, rashad I, penny was yes rashad penny was earlier today my initial notes when i prepped for the show i didn't have it in there and then i i saw earlier today that he got diagnosed with covid this was probably like an hour ago john uh, so I had to put that into the bad section. Uh, so now you're looking at like Travis Homer and, and DJ Dallas in that backfield uh, for week one. What year is it? How many times have we seen those two guys <laughs> yeah. being in there? I, the consistency's good, but again, like it, it's, it's trouble. So, uh, you know, the Seahawks, they play the Cowboys. Uh, we can hope the stadium implodes Friday at 5 PM. So if you want to catch that, um, I don't know, you want to catch the shadow of what the, Seahawks are and what the Cowboys are they're going through a rough thing as well just lost their left tackle probably the best player on the offense not named Dak Prescott mm-hmm. all the way till December that's huge I don't Cowboys I know might not make the playoffs that's man. the they NFC make- East but that is I cannot understate that was actually the top story in legit football today uh the fact that he is out until December at the earliest and he is a cornerstone he is a two-time all pro this isn't like oh yeah he's a league average tackle he is one of when he's healthy one of the top five tackles in the entire National Football League uh you already lost Lyle Collins you already lost Connor Williams um, you not even talk about the skill players of their offensive line. Yes, exactly. Uh, which was a strength for Dallas in the past. Now is a big question mark on top of the question marks they have in the wide receiver room. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I had Dallas, I think is that number six or number seven C, but now you have to start to wonder if they can even hit that. No, I am. I'm, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like yeah, it. All I right. So the Seahawks, um any other notes that we need to know about with this team moving forward no we've covered them so just but in a bullet point form the bad i have was qb play we already hit that the fact that you're at this stage you still don't know who your quarterback is you say you have two quarterbacks and neither one has played particularly well consistently in the preseason it's Uh, gonna be you know smith week one right it has to unless the whole lock getting covid really pushed him back so unless lock who is not starting the preseason game Gino's going to start but Locke is probably going to get more playing time unless he just absolutely balls out I think we see Gino Smith in week one against the Broncos yeah I think you're right I think you're right any Here's, other bullet points I'm uh, sorry well, I didn't mean to cut you off no no that's all the bullet points because we talked about Walker we talked about well Pete Carroll got COVID like that's a negative I kind of put that simply because if you're away from the team when you mm-hmm. only have an x amount of practices and, and camp to get ready that to me I put in the negative column um, and but I he, give Pete Carroll a lot of, you know, I make fun of him a lot. He's a hell of a coach. He's a great coach. Oh, he's a fantastic uh, coach. Yeah, he's, amazing he's, coach. I don't like him, no. but uh, he's a great coach. I mean, this is a guy who's won a Super Bowl, got to another, uh, consistently winning record, consistently outperforms the talent. We're not judging him over the course of his career. I just think he's on the on kind of the twilight of his career, and I think we could be looking at maybe the end of the Carroll era. But here's the, spicy, coach in the league. here's the spicy thing here with regards to this exercise. So they are 0-2. They're the only team in the NFC West that is 0-2. 
but they are not last in my preseason rankings the, for this exercise. They are third. So oh. that's what I did. When I went and balanced the good and the bad from all four of these teams, once again, guys, this is not a roster uh, evaluation. Right. I think Seattle was right there at 30, 31, 32. I wanted to take this exercise to judge how the overall preseason yeah. went. You know, without any preconceived notions of how good or bad the team is for the regular season, I'm just judging the, the training camp and the preseason, and I have Seattle ranked third, not fourth. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It... it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. So, okay, interesting. I, I love this comment from Jacob. He says, if the Seahawks get Jimmy G, which probably more and more likely as the days pass, they won't be that bad, and they still won't be that good either, right? The bottom feeder, middle pack area. You know, if, if we look at just what they did last year, they went 7-10. and 10. That was with Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. I don't see them winning, you know, maybe seven games with Jimmy Garoppolo. But kind of in that five to seven range, um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo makes a difference of two wins. Yeah. So if you got Geno and you got Locke, you know, I'm looking at like a five and twelve. If you Four get Jimmy in there, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe seven and ten. Six to seven. Yeah, I don't like that. Melissa, thoughts on the footage of Pete Carroll <laughs> throwing the ball? I, I thought that, that was pretty funny, man. It was. I thought that was pretty funny. It, it honestly, I mean. To me, I was a little embarrassed on his behalf. Like, you're not at a stage. He didn't look good. It was a bad look in my eyes. He doesn't look, uh, you know, as the guy who's dropping back to make that pass. It was cringeworthy, John. And, and yeah. But impressive. I mean, I'll give it to oh, him. Oh, good for him. Um, he's got a little wiggle on those hips. Congrats yeah. there. Congrats there. And, yeah, Jill, I don't want to root against Jimmy either. I, I really want success and happiness. I want to feel – I want to watch Jimmy G be successful in the AFC. 
Uh, I want to watch Jimmy Garoppolo be successful somewhere else. He's playing on the Seahawks. I'm going to root against him every damn play. Um, every damn play. I still think um, your your idea about him going to the Browns is not dead in the water. Just throwing that out there. If he's a free agent, he will get to choose where he goes. He might like the idea of going to a more competitive roster in Cleveland uh, than staying in his division. He doesn't he doesn't strike me as the revenge guy, so I don't think he's trying to get back at, at, at Shanahan and Lynch. It's almost like, well, you're kind of – the rest of that lo- roster in Cleveland, it's decently loaded, especially on the defensive side of the ball with that great run game and offensive line. Jimmy might end yeah. up choosing Cleveland. So, guys, let's not forget that the Browns have are not ruled out as an, as an option. And a couple just kind of misnomers that I continue to see on other podcasts, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever else. Here's the deal. Jimmy Garoppolo's salary is not guaranteed August 30th. Okay, so he could still be on the 49ers roster August 30th and the 49ers pay him nothing. Mm -hmm. It's not until the day before, because he's a vet with more than four years experience, his his roster, his cap situation, all that's not guaranteed until the day before the first game, which is September 10th, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, Pacific, Pacific time. So he can make the initial cuts, make the 53, Still be on the team and then get cut the day before, and the 49ers owe him nothing more. So, the disadvantage uh, there being more of a roster spot as opposed to financial, yeah, which is going to be one of those stud undrafted free agents, Quantrez Knight, uh, maybe Jordan Mason. Uh, there's lots of different stuff there, but anyway, I I digress. I digress. So, all right, here we go. Let's let's transition. I don't want to talk about Seattle no more. Uh, (laughs) let's go to the Cardinals. How has their training camp? It seems like it's just a mess. From the outside yeah and, and you know spoiler alert go ahead and jump to the to the punchline here they are who i have ranked as the fourth team with regards to ranking their preseason because when i was doing the good and bad section i i really only found two good things and like oh. a whole mess of bad things so that's why when i went into this exercise i'm like i gotta put seattle ahead not saying seattle's had an amazing you know watch out for them preseason but just almost because arizona has been so bad uh we'll start with the positives uh Hudson returned, you know, that that's the fact that he didn't retire. Like, this is what I was stretching for here, John. This is, Hudson, yeah, the this, these are the, the, the breadcrumbs I was reaching for here for positives. Uh, and Eno Benjamin ha- has actually had a really strong camp, really taking a lock on that number two running back position, which I think is actually more important than people think because James Conner has never, ever played a full season. Even last year did not play every single game. Um, and I think last year, a lot of his, from a fantasy perspective, production came from his touchdown ability, which is going to naturally regress. I th- and, sh- and uh, Kingsbury's had a lot of good things to say about Benjamin. I think we're going to see more involvement from Eno Benjamin, especially maybe in the past game. I liked him. I was pretty happy with his film out of Arizona State. He just never seems to have caught on since he's been in the league, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. I was, I, like I said, I was stretching to find positives here with Arizona. Uh, so we have no choice but to, to go over to the negatives. So we know the big negatives. We'll start with there first. Obviously, the DeAndre Hopkins suspension, the fact that he's going to miss the first six games of the year. And also, as a result, he's not getting as much time. Not that he needs it at this point in his career, but they're purposely monitoring and limiting his preseason work, his his, his training camp work, because they know he's going to be out the first six games. Uh, when you have your star that's not out there, to me, that, that just that affects other players. Yeah. It affects rookies. It affects the whole mentality and the vibe. 
That's um, when they crashed last year, remember? Like, yes. whenever he wasn't out there, that's when it went down. Now, Joe, I saw this comment. I'm thinking of doing the Cardinal road trip. Remember, this year, mm. the Cardinals game is in Mexico. Mexico. Um, Mexico. So uh, we're partying there in Mexico. So if you want to come join us, we got you at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. But there is no game in Glendale, Arizona this year for the 49ers. So uh, just want to throw that out there. So if that's something you want to do, man, we want to party with you. But you got to go a little further south uh, than just Arizona. Uh, yeah, another uh, Zachary Couch mentioned in the comments, my next point, and that they traded for Hollywood Brown, but then he had an injury issue right away and then decided that he likes to go really fast on the freeway, which is a criminal offense in Arizona. Uh, so he only recently, I think as of last week, actually started practicing together with Kyler Murray. So yes, I know they have that history at Oklahoma, but... Still, you've, you've got to kind of get up to speed with Kingsbury's version of this kind of uh, air raid offense that maybe he was used to at Oklahoma. So there's a little bit of a learning curve there. He has to jump in and immediately be the guy with Hopkins out. So I just don't like that he got such a late start that he's had already yeah. a little bit of an injury to deal with. And he had the, the, that criminal uh, issues. Uh, and then let's get to Kyler himself. Uh, he had COVID. You know, that knocked him out for a while. No preseason game footage, which or game action, which is true for most of these starters. The Rams won the Super Bowl last year doing that, so I don't necessarily knock that as a bad thing. But the whole distraction around his contract, the whole uh, does it, you know, has to have four out. That just became a huge distraction of him having this very strange clause, which basically told him you can't play video games and you have to do four hours of, of film study. Like the fact that that was written in. Even though they took it out, and even if it might not have been a big deal to them, from a public perception and from a distraction standpoint, that just was yet another knock on uh, what the Cardinals had to deal with. And then let's just get to the tangible things beyond all that. Uh, they've been dealing with a banged-up O-line. There's a reason that they recently yeah. just traded with the Bills for, for Cody Ford. I thought that was an amazing trade. I saw it, and I got mad because the Cardinals almost always make very bad decisions. That was a great trade. That was yeah, a was. great trade from them. And I was mm -hmm. just like, man. Um, Former that's okay. teammate of, uh, he was from Oklahoma, so a teammate of, of Murray and Brown. Um, but it was, a, I agree, 100% agree. I love the move, but the fact that they made the move is because a lot of their O-line has been dealing with injuries. Not necessarily major injuries, but they've just been kind of mm -hmm. banged up. Um, yeah, so it's just been one thing out, out of, and you know how I feel about Kingsbury in general. I just... There hasn't been a lot, and I was digging. I was digging to find a lot of bright spots, and I think when we did our, our training camp nuggets, I was, like, mentioning, like, fifth-round linebackers who had a few tackles, and, the, like, that's all I could find. I didn't have a yeah. lot of stuff to get excited about if I'm a Cardinals fan, and that's why I ranked them last. No, I think that's well said, and I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just it's a clown show over there. And things are just getting worse. Do they have some studs? Yes, they do. They have some great personnel. You know, yeah. I think Buda Baker is incredible. And yeah, I'm with you, Melissa. The Kittle versus Buda Baker's always, you know, just top shelf, uh, incredible content. We'll just have to see what that looks like. It's just that team, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like it. Uh, they are playing this week, as every team is. They're playing against the Titans Saturday at 4 p.m. So if you want to watch the Cardinals game and kind of see what's going on there, uh, Cardinals-Titans Saturday, 4 p.m. Now, I do have to give a little quick update for tonight. Uh, the 49ers do play the Texans, which is awesome. It's also Little Chapman's uh, high school football game. So I'm going to be doing double duty in the stands. Uh, Brian's seen me with my clipboards yes. and my notes and all that stuff. So I'll be watching my son. I would be watching the Niners game on my phone and taking notes. And, and the reason why I bring that up is 
um, the post game show today might be a little delayed. So, um, you know, I got to pick up the kiddo once he's done, all that kind of stuff, get him home. Then I'll be going live. So uh, his game starts before the Niners, so it should be done. But just in case, just want to let you know, um, don't worry. We're going to have all of our post game show just might be a little bit delayed and the film and all that stuff. We're going to get all that going too. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, about I've that. seen this guy in action. He's a machine. You guys all know that's why you're following him. He'll get it out there. Give him a few extra minutes to watch his kid. Um, I want to mention one more thing, and I actually want to get your thoughts on this, John, with regards to Arizona. I put out a poll. So we do daily NFL polls with Legit Football, five Monday through Friday, usually a topic that has to do with what we did, what we put in the newsletter for that day. And yesterday, ESPN put out a power rankings, but they tied in players and coaches who were on the hot seat. And there were five coaches in ESPN's article listed as on the hot seat, and Cliff Kingsbury was one of them. So naturally, as a poll, I put out on Twitter, who is the most likely to get fired? And you only have four choices on Twitter. One of them has to be other so people can fill it in. So I put the three of the five from ESPN's list. I put Mike McCarthy, Matt Rule, and Cliff Kingsbury. And I got a lot of comments about, oh, Kingsbury just signed an extension and yada, yada. And yes, that is true. And it was a five-year extension. He's already got one more year. So he's technically there for six more years. But I want to, and I'm not a, I'm not really knowledgeable on Bidwell as an owner for when it comes to the financial side of it. But I got a, I, I'm assuming these guys were Cardinals fans. They said, oh, Bidwell's cheap. Like even if it's not going well, they're not going to eat that contract. But this will be Kingsbury's fourth season. If he goes eight and nine, he will have an under 500 record. He has played in one playoff game and he lost it miserably bad. Would yeah. Arizona actually keep Kingsbury? They just paid Kyler. Would they keep him if this year is yet another disappointment? We saw him walk away from Josh Rosen one year after, you know, drafting him in the top 15. And so they walked away from that one just hands-free. So I, I do think it's going to take a couple more years for the handsome uh, head coach there, Kingsbury. But, yeah, it's terrible. They shouldn't have extended him. I think he's by far one of the worst. But the people that you mentioned him with, I think Mike McCarthy's the worst coach in the NFL. Um, and he's there because he's a yes man. They lost the playoff game because of terrible clock management. Yeah. And then he gets up there and says, I stand by my decision. And it was like, dude, how? Like, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. there's a lot of bad coaches in the NFL. Coaching matters. And you brought up three bad ones. Matt Rule, not a good coach. Uh, yeah. Definitely should not have been an, allowed to do anything with personnel. That caught him. But, yeah, Kingsbury, I'd say a year two uh, max. And, yeah, Bidwell, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Very. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm happy with Jed. I really am. I'm happy with Jed York family. I know it started off rough, but they've given Kyle everything he needs to run his ship and just gotten out of the way. And I'm totally cool with that. That's the honestly. That's the what ownership should do. You know, look at the, what the Patriots did. Kraft understood that he put the right people in charge, and then he stepped back. Jerry, for all his accolades in the early '90s and late '80s, has not had success for basically almost 20 years at this point. Yeah. I rest my case. It was funny. I got an argument with a Cowboys fan, which is a daily occurrence with me being from <laughs> Texas about like he posted like bragging about how much money uh, the Cowboys franchise is worth. And I was like, you understand that's not your money, right? And yeah. like, why are you happy with this? If you're making all that money and you have two playoff wins in a quarter of a century, why are you happy with that? This right. is not, I don't, what else do they have to brag about these days? John? Oh, like, my franchise is worth $9 million. Billion. I don't yeah, have a dollar of that, but. The Niners, I think, came in fourth as far as most valued franchise. That doesn't go into my pocket. No. Like, I want freaking Super Bowls. I want yeah. NFC championships. I want – that's what I want. 
uh, not first round wave high and go home every single time. I don't care if the Dolphins are worth $5. I want them to win a Super Bowl. I could care less personally what they're, yeah. unless they're giving me a chunk of that. I don't really care yeah. what they're worth, honestly. Uh, anyway. All right. Melissa's got a Niners question here real quick. Uh, thoughts on Colton McKivitz or another offensive line to Tampa or Dallas that may not make the 53. So one, Colton McKivitz making the 53. Um, but if you're looking at somebody like Nick Sakil, Justin School, I, I have those guys on the outs right now. I think those type of players, perhaps maybe even Jordan Mills, but yeah, it's they do run a different scheme. Uh, I will say that they do run a much different scheme. So a lot of the 49ers undersized guys wouldn't really fit too well there, offensive line wise. Um, so just a little bit different. What's up, Sin? Uh, glad to see Sin. And speaking of Sunday, we have our Zoom hangout, um, Sunday, 4 30. That is our big episode that we do every year where we predict our 53 man roster and we go through cuts position by position we argue uh everybody stakes their claim for their guys like we're a coaching staff and then we we kind of resolve everything at the end so that's sunday 4 30 p.m pacific time um and that's jerry rice tier bill wash tier only on patreon uh trust me you're going to want to be there for that all right now, um, let's move on. Let's do the Rams, and okay. then we'll jump into the Niners if you're cool with that. Absolutely. Uh, I figured that was the way we were going to go, so, you know, leave San Francisco for last. All right, so let's uh, start with some of the good things for the Rams. I got to start with Allen Robinson. Uh, he has just been I – th I think he's in for a gigantic season. I think the fact that he has he's never had a guy like Cup across from him, and he's never certainly never had a quarterback like Stafford. I think the talent no. has always been there. He has shined – on bad teams with bad quarterbacks. Imagine him getting in a McVay offense with Cooper Cup to take away coverage and Matthew Stafford throw into him. I just think, and all the reports have been shining out of camp. He's going to be an issue when you guys play them. Just be prepared for that. Um, and the next one is this, this rookie out of nowhere, Lance McCutcheon. I had to mention him. He's got 10 catches for 183 yards and two touchdowns in two preseason games. This guy is the definition of playing your way onto the roster from virtually unknown to a lock i think at this point to make the 53 um the next one is interesting because he's on it's on my good list and my bad list and that's cam Akers. so cam Ooh. Akers during the preseason has looked during the training camp all reports that he's looked very good healthy explosive old cam Akers, not like the court at the end of the last year when he came in for those few games cam Akers. Uh, but I'll go ahead and mention the bad version of him is he also is recently dealing with a soft tissue injury. So it's like that's kind of the thing. Daryl Henderson, almost the same thing. You got a lot of reports throughout the early camp that he looked great. And then he's also dealing with a soft tissue injury. So it's a little bit of a good, a little bit of a bad. And my last positive uh, that I only recently uh, uh, unearthed, and that's they have a rookie cornerback, Kobe Durant. I believe he's a fifth or sixth rounder who uh, made the top 15 Pro Football Focus rookie preseason list where they're grading these players, uh, and there isn't uh, somebody, a rookie from the Niners who's on this list too. We'll get to them. Uh, but he's on my radar. So if they can get some extra depth uh, behind, uh, you know, in the secondary for the Rams, behind Ramsey, I think that's only uh, can, can benefit them. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think one of the things that I really like about this show, Brian, whenever you're on, is I'm so Niner-centric, and we get these hamstring issues, and we get all these things. But whenever you stop and look around, they happen to every damn team. Yep. Football, just there's injuries. That's just yep. all there is. You get these huge old bodies that are so damn fast, and they run around and hit each other. It just happens. 
And so, look, even the Rams, who have had the best injury luck in the world the past five years, they're dealing with it as well. And they lost one of their linemen. Um, yes, which, that's on my bad list. Yeah, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to jump ahead. I got that's a little right. excited. I got a little excited. excited. So Not excited that he's injured. Not excited that he's injured. No, excited energetic. That you got the energy. Yeah. You go with the there flow. So let's go ahead and jump over to the bad uh, stuff for the Rams this preseason. And it's almost entirely on the injury side of it. So we mentioned Akers. We mentioned Henderson. The Stafford elbow thing, which is seeming to be less of an issue, but that at least affected them at one point during the preseason. Uh, Van Jefferson having to have knee surgery, although it looks like it, it's he's actually still trending to be ready for week one. Once again, he's lost some of that valuable time in the uh preseason their biggest loss though just happened their top draft pick it was the third round but their top draft pick from this 2022 draft logan bruss out of wisconsin is done for the season uh and that's very important because i think one of their biggest issues and uh, quite frankly the rams don't have a lot of issues just to you know they just won the super bowl they brought back almost everyone one of their biggest issues is o-line depth i think we've actually mentioned it on this show before um and so to lose a guy that they were hoping to be an early contributor like logan bruss that just makes that question even bigger and if there's one thing um that that could come back to bite them it is that offensive line depth if they end up you know having another injury or, or having some of their younger players not perform to where they need them to be yeah they're down two starters from last year right and then their number one backup just got lost too basically our their daniel brunskill and so i mean that's 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 big there so we'll have to see what happens i mean somebody's going to step up for sure, but injuries are real. And, you know, for a team that hasn't had any, it, it's going to catch up with you eventually. Uh, and that's with just the Rams that it, in particular, because of the way their roster is constructed, it's very much as about as top heavy, if not the most top heavy roster in the entire NFL. It just won them a Super Bowl, so clearly it can be effective when healthy. But if they start to lose any depth pieces at all, or especially if they lose a starter that they're going to count on, that can actually have maybe an outsized effect on how successful the Rams are this year. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be a playoff team. They've had a winning record every single year that McVay's right. been there. One year they didn't make it, but this roster is too talented. Uh, with two t Even though it's super top-heavy, they're going to make it. They're going to make this. 100% agree. The question is not whether they make the playoffs. The question, and this is where the Niners comes in, is who wins the NFC West. And these kind of things, this could make the difference. I think when we did our predictions – I personally had the Rams at eleven and five, and the or eleven and six, and the 49ers at ten and seven. So I had them one game apart. These are the small things that can flip flop that and give the Niners the division, which not only gets them in the playoffs but gives them an easier road playing at least one home game. All these little things count. Yeah, well said, well said. And Steven says the NFC conference is much weaker this year. Yeah, I did a whole episode where I charted like the amount of starts and pro bowlers that left the NFC to the AFC. It was ridiculous. Wow. Um, it was absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, it, it's it's a big deal. I mean, if you just look in the NFC, I mean, Niners have lost guys, DJ Jones, Lincoln Tomlinson, but, man, Von Miller, Chandler Jones – like Russell Wilson, good gosh, that's just off the top of my head. That's a lot of studs, stars that are gone um, to the other side, which I'm okay with it. I don't like the Niners guys leaving. But, man, the fact that Russell Wilson's gone, that impacts the 49ers more than any other player leaving. And Von Miller as well. That's huge as well. So, all right, let's transition now. Um, let, let's let's go Niners. I, I'm I'm a little I'm not, hesitant. By the way, notice I didn't rank the Rams yet. I'm not going <laughs> to rank the Rams or the Niners 
until we finish the 49ers uh, recap, and then I'll give my reveal. Uh, oh, so, real quick, man. I uh, yeah. want to say thank you, Shot J. One, just uh, awesome dude, always monitoring the chat, helping things out. He says, if we get 75 sh- uh, likes, let's give out a shirt. Otherwise, beer money for Senior Chapman. Uh, yeah, we got to do that, man. Um, let's see where the likes are. Uh, in the broadcast feed I'm in, I can't really see it right now, so y'all got to update me. Um but uh, yeah, let's let's do that. If we get 75 likes, we will do a T-shirt, which if you want a T-shirt, you can kind of see it in the description of this video. We've got our 49ers Rush tee. The, um, I was drafted by the 49ers. All I got was this Rush T-shirt. So if you're on YouTube, just scroll down past the description. You'll see the, the T-shirts available there. But yeah, we'll get you a T-shirt out once we hit 75 likes. I like it, Shache. I like it. Give us something to shoot nice. for. It. All right, so here we go, Brian. We're not ranking the Rams yet. Right. Because we're going to have a big reveal. I'm a little hesitant. I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little excited. Walk us through your opinion of the Niners' pros and cons of the preseason so far. So we're going to start with the big one I'm going to save. And we, you guys know who the big one is. He's number five. Uh, so I will say Ayuk. You know, from everything that I'm seeing, Ayuk is absolutely a good and, and has been – I had my questions in the in the OTA. So yeah, we saw that he was hanging out with Lance in the set, but we've now seen that. We've seen training camp. We've seen that Ayuk is a preferred target. I actually put up a poll today. All you Niners fans, go check out at underscore legit football on Twitter. I have a poll today saying who is going to be the number one receiver, Debo or Ayuk. It's a 49ers poll today. So if you haven't already voted, go over there and vote. Um, but that question came from the fact that I keep seeing more about Ayuk and how he is, is is really coming on, and the nice words that Shanahan's saying about him, which might even be more important. Ayuk's talent was never the question. It's that I, I think I saw a quote, and John, you would know better than me, where Shanahan might have said that last year Ayuk came in a little overconfident, a little bit cocky with, with his position and his status with the way he ended his rookie year, and that's why you didn't see him in the first half. Second half, he comes up. He actually ends up outperforming Debo, mainly because Debo was used as a running back and and had a little bit of injury issues at the end of the season. But Ayuk has kind of started this camp like he ended last season, and that bodes very well for the Niners uh, and for fantasy if you're looking for tidbits. So Ayuk is definitely in my in my positives. Um, feel free to stop me. You're going to have more intake on this Niner stuff on any of this. I love it. This is wonderful because I'm curious because what you know, they know, right? And so right. I'm curious to see what the outside perception is. You know, everything we do is we, we focus in out. It's nice to hear... Uh, the way the general public kind of sees the information that's out there, the ones that don't watch all the press conferences and practices and games and all that. So this is awesome. I, yeah. I'm eating this up. I'm seeing a lot of positive Ayuk stuff, uh, and it's been consistent. It's not. It's one thing when I'm looking at training camp nuggets. I don't want to just focus on a single one because some guy can have a great practice and then never do anything again. I am seeing consistently positive reports. The last report I saw. Uh, it was, I think it was from a, a San Francisco Chronicle reporter said that the, the practice started the way the entire camp has gone three straight receptions to IU. Like that tells me they are locked in. He is zeroed in with Lance. So I have that as a positive, just like DK resigning. You guys kept Debo. That's a positive. You have one of the top wide receivers, the top weapons from the entire national football league in 2021 staying as a 49er. That is absolutely a win that goes in the good column. And then we have to get on the rookies here. I would say overall rookie class in the NFC West, I've been more impressed with the Niners than any of the other three teams. So you've got Which Drake Jackson. Which is crazy because they didn't have a first-round pick. Exactly. You've got Drake Jackson, who who's, have, has had great reports. You've got Burford, your guard, who's had great reports. And the one I'm most excited about, the guy we really saw in the first preseason game together in person in Canton, Ohio, and that is Womack. 
He is actually tied for fifth on that list I mentioned, that PFF preseason list of rookies with a 91 grade. They grade every single, you guys can have your opinions about PFF, but at the very least, they look at every play, grade every play, and then come out with an overall rating based on the performance. And Womack is tied for fifth among all rookies. Offense, defense, doesn't matter for the first two preseason games. And the fact that he's, from what I'm reading, John, already looking like he's going to be slated in to start in that nickel corner position as a rookie. And I, I think he's a fifth round pick, correct? Yeah. So that's amazing. So you can get these rookies to hit on a team that's already as stacked as the Niners. That is a huge in the good column for me. It, it's, it's been weird. And, you know, the roster cuts are always hard and every single team has to let go of people they don't want to. But man, there's even been some undrafted free agents that have just flashing running back Jordan Mason, um, Quantrez Knight, who's a corner slash safety, Tanner Hudson, um, who, who's oh, sorry, T Tyler Hawkins. I don't know why I keep messing up those names. The TH, uh, Tyler Hawkins, incredible job. Jason Poe, there's four legitimate undrafted free agents that can make this roster, and it's one of the deepest rosters in the NFL already. So, mm -hmm. this rookie class. They kind of they've done very very well by getting some immediate talent. Last year's rookie class, none, none. It was just Elijah Mitchell. Nobody else did anything. Um, so it, it, it it's going to be an interesting thing. the depth that the Niners have this year. Mm -hmm. I think it's exactly. I think it's exciting. I'm very excited be. about it. It should be um, as as a you know, objective observer. I may live in the Bay Area. Uh, but I am not a Niners fan. I'm a Dolphins fan and a fan of the entire NFL who covers the entire NFL. You guys have every reason to be excited. The Niners are one of those teams I would put in the top four or five of the entire league that have a shot at the Super Bowl. Uh, there's probably 10 teams who could be there, but I'm putting the Niners in the top five if everything goes right with your quarterback. So let's go to the last positive, and that is Trey Lance. Specifically, uh, He's, there's been some inconsistencies. We'll get to that in a second. But how he played in that first preseason game that I watched with you against the Packers, if that is how he looks in the regular season, and I know it's the preseason, take it with a grain of salt, uh, but that offense was humming. I believe it was a perfect passer rating. He hit the deep ball. Uh, he was spreading the ball around. He just looked comfortable. Maybe more important than anything else is he looked more comfortable running that offense. If he's able to translate that, you guys should have Super Bowl aspirations. I'm excited, man. Tonight's going to be fun. Um, tonight's going to be a lot of fun. Now, and I'll say this. Every single team in the NFL right now has hope. If you've watched like hard knocks and things, mm -hmm. the Lions think they're going to be good. They're not. Um, <laughs> I, I know Brian thinks they're, they're, they're going to be better. Yeah. They're, oh, they're going to be better. I didn't so say they're, they're going to be better. They're going to be better. Yeah. Like, and hope is a good thing. Uh, it really, really is. But the 49ers have a big reason to be hopeful. You know, we talked about the depth. The 49ers have already had three players claimed. Three. We are not even to roster cutdowns yet. Um, and you know, Keyshawn Johnson claimed by the Falcons. Josh Hockett claimed by the Cardinals, who was released uh, later that week. So he's a practice squad candidate for the 49ers. And then Tanner Hudson goes to the Giants. Like, who the heck? Nobody else has three players claimed so far in the NFL, just the 49ers. It's a testament to how deep this roster is. Plus, it has the stars. Uh, you know, the top 20 of, you know, NFL 100, the top. We got two players in the top 20. Mm -hmm. We got Kittle at 24. We've got uh, our 22. Like, it, it's unbelievable the balance that has been built on this roster. So I'm excited to see it tonight as we're going to get to see the Texans versus the Niners starters are going to play on both sides. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm excited about this. Now, before we jump out of here, Brian, um, the real bad quick, yet. 
Oh, there, there's no bad. There's okay. bad? No, there's I, bad. Hey, you bring me in to be the objective. I'm, I Go had ahead. to boast. We were leaving on a high note, man. I got it. <laughs> you bring me on the show. I got to bring all angles. So, uh, all right. Injuries, you kind of already mentioned that. So, I mean, and there hasn't been any total catastrophic injuries the way I see it. Jimmy Ward is probably the, the most impactful. Uh, you can probably even update me on how long he's going to miss, but it looks like he's already going to miss the start of the season. Uh, they just signed, who was it, Gibson? Uh, as a safety to kind of get some additional Tayshon safety, Gibson, Tayshon yeah. Gibson. Um, but you got you, you mentioned Ward. Uh, Elijah Mitchell has been banged up. Eric Armstead was banged up. I think earlier in camp. Uh, Hurst, I think the defensive lineman is he. He might be out for this he's season. Done. Yeah, he's, he's done. done. Uh, and then McGlinchey, kind of like with an injury over last season, kind of carrying him. So you have these kind of lingering injury issues, which yes, every team deals with. But these are things I had to bring up. Uh, I have to put Jimmy G in the bad column. I have to put the fact that that's still not resolved. We're, we're, we're not, once again, not roster. We are judging the preseason. The fact that this Jimmy G has not been traded, the fact that he's off practicing off to the side and stories coming out about he doesn't get the playbook and he disappears, even though you might have already known that as Niners fans, the, the overall NFL doesn't necessarily know that. It's just not a good look. And then on the other side of it, from practice reports, the fact that Lance has had accuracy issues. He's been up and down. He looked phenomenal in that preseason game. If he, if that's how it translates to the regular season, you're fine, but I have to show both angles. The fact that Lance, at one point, we mentioned in Legit Football, he had like a 50% completion. He'll have one day where he's lights out and one day where he just has accuracy issues. Those are what I have in the bad column for the 49ers. Dude, look at this. Balancing us out. Keeping mm -hmm. us in check, my man, Brian. Now, you said you were going to let us know who had the best offseason preseason so far between the Rams and Niners. Correct. Let us have it, my friend. Now, it was very close. Pin needle close. And I'm going to give the edge to the 49ers. I've got San right. Francisco ranked first for a few All reasons. Right. Uh, one is they're <laughs> undefeated. They're 2-0 and in the preseason. I know that's not really what this exercise is about. But because I was trying to find a way to knock one over the other, Rams are 1-1. One and one. 49ers are 2-0, uh, but perhaps more importantly is the, what they've done on the rookie side. The fact that they've hit on so many rookies on a team that you mentioned, John, is already one of the deepest in the NFL, that gives them a little bit of knock. And finally, how Lance looked in that preseason game that you and I watched together, because that is the biggest question mark. Yes, the interior offensive line is good. No, it comes down to Lance, because if Lance can just be, can just be like middle of the road, you guys should be looking at minimum to get in the NFC Championship, if not farther. Oh, freaking love it man i love it and also what i love is just the content that you put out on legit football uh the emails are incredible um head over freaking legitfootball.com sign up for your free it's absolutely free free just start your day off right every single day with the nfl uh where the season man i'm so excited uh anything that you want to let us know as far as scheduling for your show for your newsletter before we jump out of here brian Couple things. So, for those of you who are doing fantasy football drafts, I am actually a guest panelist for Pro Football Reference uh, Fantasy Football Webinar. It's tonight at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. You can see it on my Twitter. I have a link on there to, to register for that. So, it's me and one other guest. Apparently, I'm a fantasy football expert now. I will take it. Uh, so, bring your questions. We're going to be answering fantasy questions. I'm really excited about that. And our next show, I have a show tomorrow, but next Tuesday, your boy, John Chapman, is joined 30 Minutes of Football. We're so switching it'll be roles. At, we're switching roles. I get to take over. We get to take turns asking questions. If you guys saw the last show I had with John, you kind of know how the format works. It'll be at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. 
Uh, just look for 30 Minutes of Football. John will be my guest. We'll, we'll talk Niners, but we're also going to talk the entire league. Uh, so make sure to check that out. And as always, LegitFootball.com. Sign up for free. I love it. Now, Shot J, we didn't hit our number of likes, but let's roll it forward. Um, let's do something for the post game. I don't want that beer just yet, my friend. Uh, appreciate your uh, generosity as always. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure something else out during the live show after the game tonight. So think about that. Let, let's get something going for that, Shot J. I want to give something away, but they got to earn it. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's going to do it for us today uh, or for this morning. We got the game. And we got our post-game show coming up later. I want to say thank you to the man behind the scenes, Clayton, who kept everything running so smoothly. He is incredible as always. And our executive producers, uh, James W. and 49ers George 365. You guys are awesome. And until next time, Niners got to play tonight, baby. I'm so excited. I'm all geeked up. Too much coffee. Uh, just going to keep rolling with it. But until next time, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.